1: Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. This week Alyssa Mastermonico and I talk about world leaders insulting each other's wives as the world literally burns. Then comedian Kara Clank makes her hysteria debut to chat about back to school season with Dana Schwartz and Naomi Akpergan. Then, as always, our Hills. before we get started a little bit of housekeeping if you want to submit a hill that you'll die on you can record a 30 second voice memo on your phone and send it to hysteria at crooked.com if you want to submit a question for dude you asked please send it to us at hysteria at crooked.com you can also submit questions via twitter and instagram and don't forget to check out the segment on igtv on crooked media's instagram this week i want to give a shout out to a special group of listeners. Shout out to all the college freshmen listening, all of the people who are at College Freshman Orientation, and specifically all of the college freshmen at my alma mater, the University of Notre Dame. Remember, for better or for worse, college isn't forever. Hey. Hello. I thought the song was just going to play forever.
2: It would be terrible if we were not connected.
1: (laughs) That would be the worst. So, Alyssa, remember last week when we talked about how Bachelor in Paradise traced the evolution of suburban American women's wokeness?
2: Yes, it was one of our best conversations ever. I'm
1: pretty proud of it. But I was thinking in light of this week's news and, and some other, you know, deep introspection I've been doing, that Bachelor in Paradise won't be fully woke until Paradise sinks into the ocean and the group learns an important lesson on climate change.
2: So, and I think we're getting there pretty fast because Paradise was close to sinking last night. Oh, see, I'm not caught up, so I'll have to do
1: it later I'll, after we get. I'll done. lead the charge
2: for us yeah. on that. one.
1: <laughs> okay, it's also uh, it's been a bad week to be a tree. I think. Really bad week for trees, Um,
2: trees, flowers, birds, polar bears, what have you.
1: Well, specifically trees, though, because let me let me tell you my reasoning here. The Amazon rainforest is burning. And rather than doing anything about it, the president of Brazil is calling the president of France's wife ugly um, president, it's not, it's funny, but it's not, it's funny. Like it's not, it's, it's funny, pathetic. It's funny, pathetic. Ha ha. Yes. President Bolsonaro, by the way, uh, won't accept the $22 million. The members of the G7 have scrapped together to fight the fires until he gets an apology. And also $22 million. I found this out when I was doing research for the show. $22 million is $20 million less than Cameron Diaz made from being in 2011's film, Bad Teacher. Oh. So that's how much I, we're we're pledging slightly more than half a bad teacher salary of Cameron Diaz to fight rainforest fires. So on top that's of that a starling metric. Yeah, I know. The Cameron Diaz metric. Yes. I mean, the the woman has worked hard, but twenty twenty million dollars more she made from bad teacher than We are pledging to fight forest fires. Okay. But on top of that, at the G7, President Trump skipped a meeting on climate, saying he was meeting with leaders of Germany and India, except in pictures of the climate meeting, you can see that the presidents of Germany or the leaders of Germany and India are in the meeting. So he just lied. Um, And all of this, Alyssa, was printed on newspapers made of trees. So like I was just thinking about this in a sort of I mean, I guess I was smoking some pot to deal with the existential dread of this week. But I was thinking, like, imagine if you were a tree and in order to find out about what happened in the world, you pick up something made out of your dead cousins and on your dead cousins is written news about how other cousins of yours have burned.
2: It sort of takes me to that Lay's commercial where Mr. Potato Head is eating the potato chips. (laughs) I
1: know. That's what a tree reading a newspaper is. It's basically Mr. Potato Head eating the potato chips. So just going away from the the trees, the horror of being a tree for a second, um, I was thinking about the G7, like just because it was kind of a a shit show. Um, And I was thinking about the meeting that Trump missed. And I was wondering... What do you think Trump was doing during the time that he said that he was meeting with the people who are actually in the other meeting?
2: Oh, I'm pretty sure he was watching whatever obscure fox news show was on so he could see whether they liked him or hated him today or whether he liked them or hated them today i don't think it's not like when you're at the g7 and you know which i've i've been to some g7s and g20s and all the gs and if someone ever misses a meeting it's usually because of like some catastrophe or calamity in their country and they're like taking phone calls or they've gone home or some like very important meeting on the fringes with like another leader. Trump, I think, was eating a very well done hamburger with ketchup <laughs> and watching Fox and like checking with his Secret Service agents to be like, when can I leave the room? Because he obviously couldn't go to the climate change meeting because he knows nothing about climate change because everything he knows is made up inside his head, which is. I mean, we don't even know what's in his head. Like, I mean, maybe nothing. We, it's possible.
1: We sometimes see evidence that there's something kind of rattling around in there. Like when he tweeted angrily about there being too many storms this week, um, there's a hurricane. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a hurricane headed toward uh, Puerto Rico, which is still recovering from Hurricane Maria, uh, which was a, a national disgrace the way that we responded to that. And President Trump um in response to news of a hurricane or tropical storm Dorian making his way toward Puerto Rico was like no, what when will it end it's like i don't know we live he, on the
2: planet earth i don't he I, he talked about hurricanes hitting an island like my mom talked about me, my excessive use of Sun-In in 7th grade. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, Alyssa, when is this going to end? I mean, it's not, it's like, I heard it. I've actually, the problem is I've been listening to the news on the radio in the car. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Stick to the Grateful Dead channel because when you hear the news and you're just like, wait, did he really, did he really say that? But then Anderson Cooper was very delightful and repeated what he said. So I made sure he, I didn't miss it. But yeah, when is it going to end? I mean, they're self-made storms. You know what, Aaron? Maybe he'll just nuke them. Maybe he'll just drop a bomb in the middle of them, which apparently he thinks is an option. Yeah. To be considered, at least.
1: Yeah. I want to use hyperbole to illustrate how ridiculous that is, but... I can't think of anything more ridiculous than nuking a hurricane. That is like the most short. That is like the very definition of a of a short sighted and ridiculous thing. And I mean, he's literally he's becoming old man yells at cloud, which is a Simpsons joke. But he's also, do you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer got a gun and he was using the gun to do everything, like turn the lights out and stuff? Oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like that's our president, but with the nuclear arsenal, he's like, could we? Maybe we could use this to uh, plant some trees. Maybe we could nuke some trees up out of the ground. Maybe we could nuke a storm out of the sky. Maybe I could nuke myself a hamburger.
2: I am just hoping that like in the movie Armageddon, when Bruce Willis and all the people figure out how to like disarm the bomb so that it can't be remote detonated. I'm just hoping that somewhere in our government, there's like a Bruce Willis or Harry Stamper, if you will, who can like just disarm things in in case Trump's just like, you know what? This Category 2 hurricane that might hit Florida, let's just nuke it over Puerto Rico and just end all of the problems.
1: Yeah. I wish that we had people that had, like, Stranger Things-style telekinesis. Like, we had a an 11 who could come out and just, like, disarm the nukes real quick, remotely.
2: Just it would her, be amazing.
1: Her brain, with her brain. Um I also wanted, there's other stuff that's going on too. I I think the most recent figure I heard was that we have 11 years to deal with climate change and scientists have been sounding the alarm, I guess more like screaming the alarm and then kind of repeating the alarm in a talking voice and then muttering the alarm as they hold their knees and rock back and forth uh, for years. But it feels like Pretty recently, there's been a bit of a change. It feels like people actually are paying more attention to it and talking about it. Uh, Why do you think it took so long for us to actually talk about this? And why do you think it's so hard?
2: So, well, first, I would like to just shout out Greta Thunberg, who has made her way to the United States. It's like a year since she started her climate change protests as just one person, outside of the Swedish parliament. And now there are like thousands of kids who march every day and everyone's following her speeches. And so I'm just excited. She made it to America on a boat because she wow. walks the walk and talks the talk. But I think that it took people so long because I think that like the world at large, like, look, everybody on the reg, like on the day-to-day has their own problems. Right. And I think everyone assumed that the leaders you know, there's been the world climate summits and Copenhagen 2020 or 25, and people hear that and they're like, okay, the world leaders have it under control, right? Like we'll recycle, but they've got it covered. And I think that since Trump and all these, since Trump opened the door to normalizing, you know, the climate deniers that people are like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute, wait a minute. Like more people, I think three times as many people died in Arizona and Nevada this year. Um, from like heat related injury, like heat related deaths than, than last year and more than ever before. So I feel like it's starting to hit people like where they live and work. And Mm -hmm. they realize that like our leaders aren't going to help us. Well, many are trying the, when the United States abandons a leadership position um, when we are also, you know, some of the biggest, you know, polluters, I think that, you know, people start
1: freaking out. Yeah. I mean, for me, it just really—it really makes me feel the sense of kind of sucking hopelessness like no other topic does. Because when it comes to things like immigration or um, abortion, you know, I know that I can personally— I can give money. I can show up somewhere. I can see people standing and, and, you know, linking arms and blocking ICE agents from entering spaces. I can see that happening, but I can't see anything similar, do anything similar to the environment. It's just sort of the people that have all the power care the least and the people that get hurt the most have the least amount of power. And that is so, it's so dark to think about that because it's like, you know, the people and, and also, you know, another cynical part of me says that the people that are in a position to actually make a difference are not in any way incentivized to make a change beyond just kind of the invisible morality of being like, this is the right thing to do. And that, right. that's so scary to me.
2: Well, in part of me, you know, there's been this whole controversy around whether or not the DNC should host a climate change debate right? Mm -hmm. And Tom Perez, the head of the DNC was very against it. You know, they shouldn't elevate the, the theory behind not wanting it was that they shouldn't elevate certain topics over others. But I, I disagree, especially in a moment where all the other debates that we've watched have not at all really touched on climate crisis, the climate crisis. And like, it affects. It. It's like the biggest thing. Like the, literally, the world is burning. Like the Amazon is burning. The 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 landmass responsible for 20% of our oxygen, I think it is, mm-hmm. is burning. And so I just feel like we need to hold our like pull poli- it like even you know like the DNC accountable. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we have to
1: talk a little bit about the other the plans that the candidates have, but also a little bit of a shout out to Jay Inslee, who just dropped out of the race, but I think can take a little bit of the credit for helping to elevate the climate and the environment into the national conversation, as can figures like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and people who have been championing the Green New Deal. Who of the 2020 candidates do you think has the most viable plan for tackling climate change?
2: Well, I think that for me, things still feel a bit incomplete. Like I want to hear people talk about them. I feel like people have put out component parts, but not like the full 360 of what, you know, they would want to do. Like Andrew Yang, he, he does, he is someone who has put out a full 360 plan for what he thinks. And, you know, and people were quick to dismiss it as, you know, sort of magical thinking. But, like, I feel like if we hear everybody, which is why I would actually embrace a climate debate because it's it's science. Like it's not easy for everyone to break down, you know, and totally understand the cause and effect and consequences of some of these decisions and some of the of the talking points that people have. And, but like, I think it would be great because ultimately it's not going to be one person's climate change plan that's going to just be ratified. There are going to be parts of everybody's that are like, oh, that's interesting and that's interesting. So that's why I would like to hear everybody talk all about their plans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also think, you know, just as you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that protecting the environment has become a Democratic priority and Republicans are just like, yeah, but oh, fuck it. You know, that, 11 years from now, that's a million years from now. And I think it's one another one of the myriad ways that Republican uh, the Republican ideology kind of comes in conflict with itself, is that they kind of hold themselves out to be the party of religious people, of Christians and, you know, righteousness. And I think that there's nothing more obscene than destroying the earth that you believe God gave you. Like, there's nothing grosser than that. that. And it's it's kind of confusing to me why more Republicans aren't like, hey, wait a second, we're shitting all over the thing that God gave us.
2: Right. And guess what? God gave it to you. If That's what you believe. Um, God's not going to come down and fix it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it is really, um, and it's, and it's undeniable, you know, the things that are happening, the shift in the climate, that the, that the ice caps are melting. Um, you know, that, that people who have gone to the Arctic circle took their jackets off mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, on a trip a couple of weeks ago. Like these are things that have never happened before and they're happening. You can't, it's impossible to say that there is not something not something tragic afoot,
1: yeah, I mean, and and if you take a look at i've I haven't gone deep into every single person's plan, but just a general look at what the Democrats are planning to do about the climate, it seems like there's no way that we can fix this without massive structural change, like we have to massively overhaul a ton of things,
2: yes, especially something that when you think and you look back at some of these plans, you know, we're in twenty nineteen right now, most of these plans that people have, that Sanders has, that O'Rourke has, that Biden has, their goal is to make things somewhat better by 2050. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that's a long ways away. Like, you know, like that is that, but that should be a signal to people of how severe some of this stuff is that you have to assume that, You know, people want to be as aggressive as they can, especially in campaign plans. And if 2050 is is as aggressive a date, a timeline as they think they can have, imagine what it probably really is. I've seen
1: a 2030, but the 2030 is like, yeah, everybody's basically got to live in a dirt hut and like (laughs) and travel via um, dreams.
2: Right. And it was, I think it was, it was specifically related to like transportation. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a big macro plan. It was like a very, you know, prescribed, like, here's one thing we can do in 12 years. Mm -hmm. 11.
1: Well, I am sure that this is not going to be the last time we talk about this. I'm going to say that it is the topic that depresses me the most out of all of the topics that we talk about. It really, I had to take a break and like go for a walk it was just it's so depressing but we'll have more to talk about in the future um let's get to toasting and roasting do you have a toast or a roast this week
2: um no I don't I don't have a toast or a roast I felt I was I really the truth is oh you know what I do have a toast okay I'm toasting Greta The young leader who is, you know, getting adults attention and actually like shining a light on the things that people can be doing in their everyday life and things like when you are a climate change activist, you probably shouldn't take private planes.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a wise thing. That's a that's a pretty easy one to right. <laughs> it's pretty easy one. Okay, I have a sort of like twisted toast because I'm I'm toasting it because it makes me experience joy, but it is a bad story. Um, this week, um, Reuters. Came out with an oh, exclusive on delicious Jerry Falwell Jr., who is an evangelical leader and not a cast member in the Righteous Gemstones of on HBO. If you're watching the Righteous Gemstones, the story is basically like what's happening on the Righteous Gemstones. Jerry Falwell Jr. has once again uh, been implicated in uh, kind of doing some underhanded dealings, in, funneling money toward young muscular men that are totally his friends. This time he um, he personally approved real estate transactions that helped his personal trainer uh, buy valuable property on the university land. Um, So that's hilarious. Jerry Falwell Jr. is like the most I mean, here's the thing. What is what is like delicious about it to me is the hypocrisy. Totally. If Jerry Falwell Jr. were just like, you know what? I love young muscular dudes and they love me and we're not doing any under the table financial nincompoopery with each other. Great. Good for you. Live your truth, Jerry Falwell Jr. But the fact that he has made a living making people who also are involved with young muscular men to feel as though they're going to hell and he's promoted a hateful type uh think tank essentially at Liberty University. I think that he deserves all the derision he gets. He's not like, I don't think Jerry Falwell is bad because he likes young muscular guys. I think that he is bad because he's a hypocrite.
2: And additionally, additionally, that stupid school of his is like underwritten by things like Pell Grants, like, like the money that he was giving away to this guy is like not really his money to give away.
1: Wow. What a welfare queen as welfare queen, as they would say. (laughs) Oh, man, I just realized after I said it that that had a double meaning. I'm going to pretend that I intended it.
2: Well, it made you that much smarter.
1: Thank you. Okay, Alyssa, this is all the time we have for this week. I am looking forward to talking to you next week.
2: Go hug a tree, girl.
1: I will. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Yeah. I have I refuse to be uncomfortable I refi- if I want to be productive. I
1: refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viori is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. Yeah, perfect. Perfect for couch napping.
2: Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash Hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to vioricom slash Hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. We are back at the part of the show where we dive deep into a topic that we think a lot about. But first, I want to introduce the panel that I have with me. Um, super excited that I have this group together today. First, I want to bring back, for the first time in a while, Naomi Paragon. Girl, where you been? I've been in this studio. I live here. <laughs>
4: Please bring me food. I'm very hungry. I will. I'm going to make you a hot meal. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Casserole. What have you been up to? You know what? Just trying my best. That's very vague. I'm aware of that. But I feel like that's the overriding vibe. It's like, are you doing your best? Are you in one piece? And that's what I am managing to do.
1: I think that sitting back every once in a while and being like, you know what? I just completed a time where I tried my best <laughs> and I'm about to commence a new time of trying my best. Yes. I think that's like a good mental exercise. Thank you
4: so much, White Oprah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Wopra. Wopra. <laughs> That's
1: me. Thank you. Next up we have writer Dana Schwartz. Hi.
3: How are you? I'm I'm really good. Yeah. Allergies acting up, but other than that, really good. You
1: know, I like I woke up this morning, my allergies were acting up, and I was like, is it because of the Amazon? Is this burning trees? Yes. Maybe if people
3: associate that with the Amazon, they'll help more.
1: Yeah. If it inconveniences them yeah, personally. In a minor way. In yeah. an immediate and minor way. <laughs> Um, finally, for the first time on Hysteria, I am delighted. It's taken us a bit to get you on, but I'm delighted that we have you on. It's a comedian and writer and pal, Kara Klink. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. We were just talking about your Insta... Uh you're you're very photogenic insta baby. Oh yes. I have a private insta for my baby. <laughs> Just I
0: don't want anyone to think I'm trying to make my dog famous or right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, she's cute and filters her I try not to
3: filter her actually I try to I try to up
0: the brightness I do fuck with the photo a little bit but oh am I allowed to swear
3: yeah Uh, Yeah. (laughs) swear
0: as much as you want
3: you're not like photoshopping
0: yeah I'm not like I'm not (laughs) Khloe Kardashian like putting a full Snapchat haze over my baby's face because they actually have really great skin
4: (laughs) babies Babies, oh my god
0: such good skin
1: (laughs) that's something that I've never thought about is like the decision to to be like okay I want to share photos of my baby for a very select and control mm-hmm. group of people. I've seen pick people who have like private or not private, public Instagram accounts where they'll put like sunglasses or an over emoji. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like some people that are much more famous than me do that. And I get that. I just, like, was like, I don't want my entire feed to become Babytown USA, but I know everyone's like, show me pictures. I'm like, here's her Insta. Follow away, you know? <laughs> I think it's a practical, And what a yeah. gift to give her because yes. then she's already has a head and start I got her g- And I got her name and everybody goes, you know she's not going to want this. I was like, you're right.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I think the new generation will be all about branding. Yeah. yeah. The question is, mommy, did you get me my own URL? I know. The other day I was thinking about possibly
0: buying her her own website. <laughs> oh, my God. Like should I just get it? It'll be like just ten bucks case. a year yeah.
1: for when she wants to. Like I don't know. Also, you want to camp on that now so that somebody doesn't buy it up. I know that there was this kind of oh, like yeah. semi famous guy who you were like if you I'll tell you guys off mic who it was. But if you heard <laughs> out heard who it was, you'd be like. What? Why was he doing this? But he was going around and buying URLs of author names and then making people pay, like, exorbitant
4: amounts Oh, yeah, of money. that's yeah. a
0: full career for people. I think some uh, people uh, do that. But I think career
3: is the wrong
4: career. word. Well, like, <laughs> Extortion I think, racket, racket. J- I don't think some people racket. make their
0: entire income off yes. of that, just <laughs> squatting on yeah. URLs. You know,
3: I'm still really mad. My... Instagram and Twitter is Dana Schwartz with three Z's because some bitch is Dana Schwartz with one Z and we will give it up. I get it. I get it.
0: One Z Dana that's Schwartz that's like Megan Gailey, other host of this show. Right, yeah. is better Megan Gailey because <laughs> someone a... else is Megan Gailey on Instagram.
1: <laughs> that's the I mean, she should have gone with best. Yeah, because what if there's a third one and yeah, then like, she
0: like I'm the best Megan <laughs> Gailey. Right,
1: it's like when you play Connect Four and you like leave one person with three in a row and there's open spaces on, on both, both sides. sides. She can get the best. Yes. <laughs> True. She can totally get the best. Um, I wanted to talk, I've been thinking a lot about it's back to school season and we're kind of bombarded with Oof. ads and all this kind of stuff. And and like every American person, I have a complicated mishmash of emotions around high school. And I think a lot of people have a complicated mishmash of emotions around high school. Um Especially the idea that high school does continue forever or doesn't continue forever, because I've gotten conflicting information on that. You know, i <laughs> I, you know, you're in high school, and they're always like, "It's fine. This will be, this will all be over. Everything will be great." But then there's elements when I grow up where I'm like, "Oh God, it's still high school it, forever. Yeah. It's oh high my God, school forever. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. It's you know, in in some ways, I'm like better off, but in other ways, it's just like, oh, the shits just never,
3: never although, ends. Although the thing about high school that I wish. Didn't end. Like everyone's like, oh, high school will end. But I think the thing that people will miss, and that maybe I miss because I have a broken brain, is in high school. And, like, the school of it, there's something really, really satisfying about, like, knowing exactly what you need to do to succeed, like having clear-cut guidelines. Yeah. Where, like, life isn't like that. What does success look like? Life is nebulous and there are no rules and there's no end. And we're in (laughs) high school, it's like— Oh, it does end. (laughs) There's an end. There's an end. There is an end. But in high school, it's like you do the assignments, you get good grades, you go to class, you do extracurriculars, you do a good job. Like, the steps are laid out in front of you, and that's really nice. Yeah
1: yeah Makes I just I, I think that i um I think that that's definitely true and then also that you get a real feeling of the seasons as you're in school because oh, like yeah. fall is like it's exciting, everything's new. and that kind of juxtaposes with everything kind of winding down in nature but it's like a nice balance and then winter you're in the thick of it it's like cold but you don't want to go outside anyway because you're doing work spring you're ramping up to be done with school and then summer you're off now I just like forget what time of year it is well that's LA
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I constantly am like what month is it right. like I always forget right. because
0: like the weather is just
3: and because we all dress the same all year yeah. round So you have no, like, thing to attach your memories to. Exactly.
0: I always say that. I'm like, I know when that birthday party was because I was freezing, standing outside, waiting to get into that bar in a too small coat or whatever. (laughs) Right, right.
1: And, like, now I'm like, I don't know. I was just wearing a light jacket everywhere. (laughs) Jeans and a a top. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeans and a top. Megan Gans has a theory, a coworker of mine, that that winter in L.A. is when all the girls are wearing boots. Yeah. Yeah. They just decide to wear wear boots. boots.
0: And sometimes I see them doing it. I'm like, it is not cold enough for that yet <laughs> you're just doing it I'm you're one of those it.
4: I'm giving you boots all year <laughs> round yes. uh, a booty boots. if it's warm yes. you know Yeah, <laughs> Love it's,
3: it. every time every LA is like the hotel from the shining like you have, you've been here for a thousand years yeah. and you don't know it. like <laughs> when did the last Avengers movie come out um, was it six months ago? Was it a year ago? I think it was last week. Was it a thousand years ago? <laughs> I don't know. I, no can't know.
1: I don't know. I think that's why there's so many mismatched haircuts here. Like you walk <laughs> right? around and you <laughs> see people and you're like, that haircut is for not what age you are.
3: <laughs>
4: well, I think that's, I think it's why also the plastic surgery, right? Because if you oh. never know time is passing, you just look in the mirror one day and suddenly you're covered in lines. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait, no! no. It's
3: like you woke <laughs> from a
4: coma. Yeah, like no, like you don't get it. And I think it's like kind of like a, Oh, no, 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 it's always sunny. <laughs> I should not be old now. Cut <laughs> it
3: all. <off>. There <laughs> are no falling
4: leaves to yes. symbolize right. mortality. Yes.
1: Right. And another school thing, like aspect of this is like in school, you would like grow out of clothes. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this, I get to buy new clothes every year. Right. And I need to, I'm outfitting myself and picking out a first day of school outfit. And uh, out here, it's just like you buy clothes when you're like, I'm depressed. I have nothing going for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't have anything creative to do. So I'm going to channel my creativity into consumption.
4: <laughs> we should bring that back, though. We should definitely bring back... First day of school. Yeah, looks. like, bringing back looks because, oh, my God, I was obsessed with that. It was like, every year, well, I would year do two. a fashion show for my dad <laughs> when I got
0: home and be like, Dad, look what I got. He'd be like, I could not
4: care
1: less. <laughs> Wait, tell me about your looks.
4: Okay, look, I had no fashion. There's, like, one outfit that sticks out and that it was so bad looking <laughs> back, okay? It was an I Love New York baby tee. Yes. And jean... A low, um, you know, like a low waist or whatever you call it, hip hugger, yeah, hip hugger, pinstriped jean. Oh, what oh. was I giving you?
0: Well, I love the I love NY baby tea because you're from NY. And so <laughs> to, to wearing, me, that's like wearing the concert t-shirt to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I was doing. So hilarious. Like, <laughs> I just want to let New York know I support. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you.
4: <laughs> I would do that. And then like, I would always try to be like, this is the year I reinvent. Because like, I'm kind of like a bull in, the china, in a china shop of a person. And especially when I was younger, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just very loud. All the feelings, this, that. And I'd be like, every year I'd be like, this is a year I get quiet and shy. Yeah, this <laughs> oh is a year I'm mysterious. I'm gonna be quiet this year. <laughs> so, so I, went, I know right exactly you. what you're talking
1: how long about. was the longest that that lasted. A day. They'd be like,
4: <laughs> "Why aren't you talking? What's up with you?" Like it could I could not hold it down. And you're like, "I'm being quiet and mysterious this year." <laughs> you see, you.
0: I was gonna say like I. Uh, uh, high school was like okay for me actually middle school was my nightmare like mm-hmm. mi- middle school was terrible and that was the year that a couple of girls told me like we just think you're too loud and so oh. I did spend 7th grade being quiet oh, to see how it would God. work out and I was <laughs> the most miserable
4: person <laughs> oh. and now was, we are both comedians Yeah. and now look what you've done to us
3: <laughs> see I think it says a lot about my personality that I was way less excited about like back to school clothes but very very excited about back to school notebooks and folders oh all, a That's, fresh um, notebook yeah. what possibility <laughs> oh yes even now i try yeah. to reinvent it by buying new notebooks for myself that i never fill Bil- because <laughs> once the first once it's ruined with one dumb sentence it's ruined <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want the possibility of a perfect new day oh, now you
4: were a real <laughs> production in high school you? Yeah. <laughs> ruined with one sentence this one
3: it's ruined hasn't rested
4: in years <laughs> yeah throwing those black and white composition books
0: <laughs> across the room <laughs> at her mom i was wearing
3: like converse that i wrote emo lyrics on <laughs> while I, I, being a straight-A student. Oh, man. Uh, what was your most
1: memorable first day of school? Oh, my God. I can tell you. I got you. my period my first day of high school.
0: <gasps> Whoa! I'm sorry to jump on
4: that. Oh, you had to jump. This That's is Dana's terrible. safe space. This yeah. is her best subject. It
3: wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I didn't bleed through. That's gross. Should I not have you said that? Sell. This is
4: hysteria, bitch. You better talk <laughs> like about it here. This one
3: is not like a... yeah.
0: You know, shining just to bring yeah. it back. When it's so not like it's that not. kind of moment, you know? Um, yeah.
3: So you were probably just. I caught like, it. Ugh. I handled it, but I was like, I'm a woman now.
0: <laughs> the first day of high school. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, gosh. God is sending you, you, you a
4: message. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> religious, did I mention? It? <laughs> Wait, what'd you do? Did you like go to the school nurse? Were you ready? I what?
3: got, I just did nothing and then got home. And Wait. Felt- you went all day. No, I think I discovered it like
4: Like towards the end of the day. And it was just a it wasn't, I don't want to go into detail. Okay, but it was, was, okay, you were able to make it home. I made it home.
3: (laughs) And then you wore, because I didn't know what tampons were, so you wear like a glorified diaper, which yeah. is what a pad was, and they're awful.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it,
3: a crinkly diaper. Even
1: a generation ago, they were so much worse, though. Yeah, They used to have like straps. And yeah. Oh.
4: You'd have to clip them under your belt. Yeah. Oh, oh. It was the whole thing. Just, I still wear them. Not going to lie. <laughs> clipped, clipped <laughs> onto clipped your belt. On. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> sometimes. Sometimes if I'm horseback riding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. We,
4: well, you had one, Carrie. You were oh, like, yeah, you were I definitely,
0: know. Well, I just remember I just my worst first day of school was, like sixth grade, my mom made me wear a bra. She was just like, it's time for you to wear a bra. And I was like, I really don't think I need one. Like, I'm fine. I'm flat. It's fine. And she was like, no, you need one. And I was like, okay. And then okay. when I got to school, like, I just could tell, everybody could tell I was wearing one. And it was like, it was like a jockey training bra. Oh, but were they not into
3: that? I feel like the first girl to wear a bra, we were like, oh, my God. Well, they- I don't
0: know. They were being judgmental. Like, and then a couple weeks later, one of the most popular girls was just like, can I ask you a question? Did you wear a bra on the first day of school? Oh, like, my God. I uh, I go um yeah my mom made me my mom made me wear it like that'll <laughs> like, make it whatever. better yeah. yeah I know I was like as long as I say it wasn't my decision like oh it was terrible oh, God. um but that's just when I remember I Honestly, I recently was in bed, uh, or was I Target, and I saw the back-to-school section, and my stomach, like, went into knots. So I was like, oh,
4: no, it's back to school, (laughs) even though I never have to go back to school. I was in Target on Sunday, and it was, like, Sunday night, like, 8 o'clock, and it was a madhouse, and I was like, what's going on? I'm at Target on a Sunday night. (laughs) And then um, Andy was like, it's back to school, because I was like, why are the children in Target? (laughs) I didn't understand why they were out in the streets. And it was like... Whew, it was a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. All the best backpacks have been picked clean. <laughs> all the good, no Ticonderogas left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just shitty pencils left. No, I mean, I love the clothes and I love the school supplies, but just that first day feeling yeah. of like going back, you're like, oh, no. oh the, like the anxiety.
4: Oh, was the like anxiety. I never slept the terrible. night before. I yeah. loved
3: yeah. it. I, the first day of school, there's so much possibility. Well, you're well, a nerd, it's like Dana. coming from a straight A student. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I say that with all the love in the world. Thank you. I mean, I was a Were you, like, too. hugging your teachers on the first day? Like, <laughs> so good to
3: see you, Mr. <laughs> Murray. How was your super? How was your <laughs> Yeah, I did, I did meet with my uh, English teacher. I did, like, before school extra because we didn't do poetry in our English class, but I wanted to learn about poetry. So I did, like, private sessions. Oh. <laughs> it sounds sexy. It was not. <laughs> Mr. Dean and I just read poetry and talked about verse.
4: Ah. So cute. I had an English teacher I was close to. She was, like, my number one. And she and like she lived uptown, too, because I went to school Upper East Side, but I was living uptown. And then she lived like inwood, you know, what I mean? even farther yeah, up. Yeah. But she was like a white lady. And so sometimes I see her on the train. I'd be like, Miss Luton, what you doing going uptown? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and she was like, I live up here, too. And I was like, I'm into you. <laughs> we became Can I-, I was thinking college is a perfect middle ground because you get like, taken care of and that you have a place to live and you know where you have to be and you still, Dana, have those rules of, like, get the grades. But you have nobody, like, yelling at you to Mm -hmm. go to bed or being like, you didn't clean your room right. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, the perfect balance of, like, the structure with that like illusion of freedom and so that's like when it's fun
3: college is really weird to me when I think about it because it's like on one hand you're play acting adulthood so much you're like yeah. going to lectures and you think that you're so smart <laughs> you're like I'm uncovering like Hegelian dialectics and like, whatever like super intelligent you're like with my professors like and I'm changing the world and recycling and whatever but at the same time you're like eating cereal for every meal mm-hmm. you're both yeah. like a toddler and <laughs> yeah. the most grown up you're
1: drinking Natty Light and oh, yeah. making out with three different people named Brett
3: in the same night.
1: But you're like, I'm (laughs) sex positive. No,
4: that is not my journey. (laughs) Three Brett's. I don't think I've ever made made out with a Brett. (laughs) Have you ever
3: made out with another Aaron? No. No, I've never made okay. out with another Dana. I parent. made out with a Dana, and then he died that summer.
0: Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That Guys, was I'm going to hard... dip out.
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a hard <laughs> turn. <laughs> this is becoming therapy for me. R.I.P. Dana. R.I.P. Mel Dana. <laughs>
0: yeah. R.I.P. Boy Dana. <laughs> oh, you man. were just like, there can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So here's something that I realized as I was like researching and prepping for this, is that there's so much media out there about people going back to high school as adults either being implanted into a like a kid body and being like "Woo, now I get to be in high school again or like going back undercover fast times at Ridgemont High was originally the writer going and pretending he was in high school and being undercover um and, you know, right now we hear things about, like, there's this woman in Texas who is 34 years old who, like, yes. everybody
4: believed she was. I remember which, her. it's like,
1: FYI, that's, like, a full plot to a, an episode of Law &
0: Order SVU. <laughs> but, like,
1: it's, it's either a very scary true crime rip from the headlines plot, or it's like a fun teen movie plot. Yeah, right. I feel like how... It's either I- never been kissed or like
0: this episode of SVU where right. like she is doing bad shit.
3: <laughs> I mean, how do schools let that... How, don't they need like identification? Well, that's what I you thought. You just walk in and you're like, I'm a student now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I would definitely not go back and redo high school. Yeah. Even if I could get implanted in my, you know, 14-year-old body and then go through with my brain and everything I know, <laughs> yeah. I would not want to do it because it's just like not not worth
3: it. Oh, I'm so just much absolutely. better now. I just, absolutely not. All
1: the years between that I've put in between then and now, I do not want to repeat, except there's part of me that's like, if I could go back to college not necessarily like be 18 again but to like go back and redo college I would love to do that I think it'd be same same. I would pay attention in class
0: oh yeah I would have chosen classes differently like I would have done so. I mean I also think I would have taken a break between high school and college like I was 17 when I started college I'm not like Doogie Howser I just have a late birthday and I think I would have taken like a year or two and done like some charity thing or I don't know something to like just be ready for college when I got there because I was very like what class should I take okay cool I guess I'm taking you know it was like I was
4: yeah lost I never I never did I was I didn't I didn't regret at the time and like not even for a little while but I didn't do a semester abroad because I loved college so much I want to be here and I was like doing a double major I was like I need my time and then later I ended up going to I like lived in Australia and did like that but like age 25 to 26 where it's like it would have been nice to do this with a little like structure and protection yeah. because the whole time I was there, I was like, if I die, no one will know. Yeah, do you know what I mean, yeah. I was like, I need, I need somebody looking out for me in these streets. Totally,
1: oh. like, the badass streets of Sydney, Australia. <laughs> truly, no,
4: truly, <laughs> so uh, the
1: people won't necessarily kill you, but the animals definitely. A might. lot of <laughs> deadly creatures yeah. all
4: over, all over. Truly, but I don't want you to be killed by a wallaby (laughs) (laughs) or a jacked kangaroo yeah school
1: does kind of like raise you up in this artificial land of steps and reward and increments and like milestones and when you get out of high school it's not really there anymore i look back on college and i wish that i would have a not Ever tried to do the pre med thing? B, started by just taking as many like general nerdery classes as possible. Like, I wish I would have studied the classics because I am not fucking doing that on my own independently when (laughs) I'm out of college. I I wish I would have gone back and been like, what is something that I'm gonna need somebody like holding my hand through? Ulysses. Mm -hmm, I wish I would (laughs) have taken a James Joyce class, but I had a professor that was like, this is what this Irish nonsense means. Like, (laughs) you know, and and like, you not have been concerned with career because what I studied in college, I did study English, but it was only because it's like, I guess I'm good at communicating. I didn't want it to be my career. (laughs) Yeah. And then but I didn't know what I was going to do until
4: like my late 20s. So right. Well, college is no longer the thing the way it was our parents generation, right? Like it's not enough to even have a B.A. nowadays. Yeah. For most jobs. And so it does feel like college like I almost went to I was a film and English major and I almost went to grad school for film just because I definitely didn't go to college intending to study film. Found out I really liked it. And it was film studies, less filmmaking. And then I was like, oh, I want to keep doing more of this. You know what I mean? Because I had no idea what it was. It feels like college is such an introduction to everything. Yeah. That it's like you come out and you're sort of like, okay, there's some stuff in the world. But you're not, I mean, you don't come out an, an expert on a damn thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't even come out oh, an expert in, in having curtains in your house. I've uh, been in people's houses that it's like, I think you get until like 24 to not have curtains in your house. You have two years like of curtainlessness. Wow.
4: <laughs> yeah, you tough because I'd be seeing people 28, 29. Yeah, in no, that's, that's no longer tapestry. It's not. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. The the, the t- oh, do you remember tapestries? Oh, Just yes. like oh, 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 no.
3: Urban Outfitters
1: tapestries. Oh, they have a whole section on the website of tapestries. I always considered the maybe things you'd put on a part of the wall that had a hole in it <laughs> <laughs> like not window covering you're
3: tunneling out of your apartment yeah. uh shash and redemption yeah. style and need to cover it, to it.
1: <laughs> oh man um well what's something that you guys cared about a lot in high school now let's go back to high school we can also go back to college but what's something you cared about a lot in high school that you just are like looking back you're like that was so dumb i do not care about that now Oh, like the SATs.
3: Um, (laughs) No, I still care about
0: that. Yeah, you still care. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Jeez, what did I care about? Yearbook? A yearbook. I was editor of the yearbook, and it was, was really important to me. It Do you think yearbooks no still then. really exist in the age I of social media? I was wondering that. I mean, it truly, a
1: yearbook is just like a wasteful Facebook page now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's other people tagging you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless you're the yearbook editor, and you get to put pictures where you look hot, and everybody else looks like shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. My co-editor and submitted the photo of
0: us, and my eyes are closed. It oh. remains one of the what? most Underhanded thing anyone's ever done. Messy, bitch me. move. No. Real know. Housewives of like, Potomac. I got the yearbook and I was so excited. I was like, "This looks great." I look at our picture. I go, "Courtney, <laughs> <laughs> what?" Is it? She was like, none of them turned out great. I'm like, just this one where you look
3: perfect? (laughs) That is such a Courtney thing. Yeah, only a Courtney. That's so Courtney. (laughs) Uh, We, uh, a friend, but you know, senior year, you're like, we we rule the school. We can do anything we want. No consequences. Me and a friend of mine on like school picture, I'm like, club picture day, just snuck into as many clubs as we could. To get oh, it. we had people that Because we thought yeah. it would be funny. So we were on, like, we were seniors. We were in, like, sophomore council. And we're just like... <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, my school was too small for any
1: of that kind of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was like, if you were missing from study hall, the teacher would be like, I didn't see you in study you hall. study oh, hall? There, there was study, study hall. hall. That's like TV. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was a real thing. I, I know, that's that just what plot happened. It was yeah. just like, you don't have a class right now, so now you're just in this class Yeah, that was called a free yes in my school
0: and you would go to
3: mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) wait what one you had free periods two you were allowed to leave yes only if you were
0: only if you were a a senior or a junior with permission and it would everybody's id had the word permission stamped on it (laughs) or not from their parents whoa yeah that's the stuff did
1: you ever skip school
0: oh yeah oh
1: um yeah, even you <laughs> had permission and you were like, but I'm going to take it even further. Like this isn't enough for me to go. Well, to the permission
0: coast. was just like I get my I can leave during my freeze. Like to skip a full day of school would require a lot of like. Forgery of notes and other
4: things. I feel like I feel like sometimes we would leave. Cause, you know, we were in Manhattan. um You yeah. could definitely have seen me on the TRL screen. Oh! Like we would totally like, <laughs> is Justin Timberlake in town? I'm going to Times Square. <laughs> and, like we would definitely do Grandier that. River!
1: In high oh wow, TRL back then was the jam. Yes, I you used... were cool high schooler.
4: And then I had a, one time I came back. My teacher was like, Naomi. I saw you on MTV. <laughs> but like, it was just like, not like uh, I was in the, but like, you know, when they pan yeah. over all the people screaming. And he was like, Ugh, did you do your homework? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like, I know where you were. That
1: is such a bad place to go if you're trying to not be detected. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm going to go. Okay, you know you what? what? It's like, I can't find Naomi, turns on MTV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I have a story of being caught skipping school. So I used to work at this nursing home in town, and our paychecks were released every other Friday. And every other Friday, you could go and get your paycheck, or if you didn't get it by 2 p.m., they would mail it out. And the mail in rural areas is very slow. So you wouldn't get them, your paycheck until like a week from then. Oh, so God. I got my mom to write me, and like, and th- my friends had their moms write notes that were like, we have permission to go during our lunch hour to go pick up our paychecks at the nursing home. But they didn't bind what time we had to be back. It was like they have oh. to go to, get to go to the nursing home to pick up their paychecks. Oh. So we would all, at the beginning, it was like just me and my friend Joy. And we would just go together. And then we we're like, you know what? Let's stop and get a sandwich on the way back. <laughs> so we just kind of very quickly or very, very incrementally, we would um, get a sandwich. And then we'd be like, you know what? Let's play checkers after we get the sandwich. And then the <laughs> squad grew to me, Joy, this girl, Laurel, my friend, Haley. The squad. Um, just a throw down checker. like competition (laughs) battle royale we we would full on and we would go get our get our paychecks and then we would drive to the next town which was called Luck and there was a coffee shop in Luck where you could they had like all kinds of board games like
3: checkers and
1: we would sit there we spent the whole are we talking Chinese or traditional both baby (laughs) both (laughs) kinds of checkers cheesy. and we would sit there and drink coffee and not go to to class and then we would come back eighth period and that's (laughs) like continued to grow and grow until it was like like a full-on, we were just having an extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> so we one time we drove to the Walmart, which was a half an hour away in St. Croix what? Falls. Saint I know. Falls. Oh. This <laughs> is every other Friday you're doing this. This is like a fun tradition. <laughs> every every other Friday we drive to the Walmart oh. in St. Croix Falls and we get there and we're high schoolers. like You ever, You know when you're in high school and you're like, we're going to go to Walmart as a group and like you have no agenda. I, I don't just, know about No, I We don't didn't either. have a Walmart my <laughs> We didn't town. have a Walmart uh, where
4: I yeah. okay. grew <laughs> up. I need to know about the other girls who didn't have a Job? Did they also get notes saying they yeah, have to go pick up paychecks? These,
1: all of these girls worked at the nursing Everybody. home. Everybody. Okay. Yeah, we This nursing the, home was big into high school I, labor. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: like, I love how lit the nursing home was. It was, it was like hire 17 year olds.
1: <laughs> the owners of the nursing home had a son who was in my class. And I think that they were like, oh yeah, the teenagers will work for like 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. yeah. So um, so they, they were you know, correct. They were absolutely correct. And so we drove to St. Croix Falls. We we're like walking into the Walmart being like, we, we're going to do all kind." I don't know what our plan was. <laughs> And we go in, we go back, whatever. And then that night after basketball practice, I was at my grandma and grandpa's house. They lived in town. And um, my grandma, grandpa, and me and my dad were sitting in the living room. And my dad and my grandma got up and went to the kitchen. <gasps> And my grandpa turns to me and he goes, "How was shopping?" And I was like, <sighs> oh. "I was like, what do you mean?" And he goes, "How was you heard me? How was shopping? How was shopping <laughs> at Walmart in Sequoia Falls with the Bully Girl and with the <laughs> and I was like, I got this my like the oh blood my drained God. out of my face, and he just he looked at me and then he just burst out laughing, <laughs> and he goes. That's okay. It reminds me of my skipping days. One time I was skipping school. Skipping
3: days and skipping days.
1: One time I'm he was me. he was skipping high school in North Minneapolis and he went to a movie. And when he was getting out of the movie, his father was riding home from work on a trolley. <gasps> <laughs> and so he was like, so my grandpa was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. You know, that reminds me of my skipping days, blah, 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 blah. So he died. He died in 2009 and after he passed um, I told my dad this story and my dad was like he never told me about that oh. wow I never held that secret of watching me skip to the grave, to <laughs> the grave. but uh, yeah I but it, that scared me enough that I was like I'm scared straight I can't do this yeah. anymore I'm wow. not going to Walmart I can't live this Baby. life of crime <laughs> I'm not going to Walmart anymore yeah, I love
4: your grandpa grandpa was a ride or die bed. yeah he was legit <laughs> like I got you boo yeah, 100% and then he had you till 09
1: 100% <laughs> present and probably still has me in heaven. Um, <laughs> did any of you guys have um Naomi you mentioned you had a favorite teacher. Did did you guys have a favorite teacher?
3: Hell yeah. It was always the, the AP Euro teacher for, for me. Like, the AP teachers were the ones who, like, felt like we were the little club. They got you, <laughs> Dana. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I had an AP Euro teacher that I loved so much. And here's where I'm really going to reveal my character. One summer, I went to a writing workshop camp. And uh, he and his wife were, like, two of, like, the counselors. And, like... When we were there, we got to call them by their first name. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my
4: Camp God. Was cool. I, That's, that
3: sounds awesome.
1: I it was loved so my cool. Teachers.
4: I think I love my teachers more than the students. Like, those are the people who I keep up with now. Because I had a really? teacher who, like, she let me, I babysat her son, um, I guess, summer after senior year. And he was like my favorite and he was like such a like he was like a little nerd he was allergic to everything (laughs) and so as a result of his allergies like we could only eat fancy foods like he was like Naomi can I have French bread and olive oil was he (laughs) British? what is that accent? it's delicate is his accent. <laughs> Rich people. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, and I was like, you are my fucking number one. And even now, like, you know, I will keep up with them, you know, and he's like grown up. And I'm like, you're mad now. <laughs> I remember. I was like, I hope you've grown out of your allergies. <laughs> so you can be out in the world. But that was like, yeah, like a history teacher. And like, I think too, what I liked is certain teachers who would let me kind of have a sense of humor. Like I remember yes. like writing jokes in tests mm-hmm. and stuff, like history tests. Especially history. Like, I loved, like, making them characters. You know, uh-huh. I was like, I would call Woodrow Wilson Woody Woo. And <laughs> my documentation. And, like, she let me do that. You know what I mean? And she was like, well, you're having fun. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Kara, how about you? That's amazing. Um, I don't know. I hated so many of my teachers, but I liked a lot of them. I'm, like, at the age now where once in a while I'll, a teacher that I loved will pop into my mind and I'll just Google to see if they're still alive. Yeah. Isn't that bad? Oh. Yeah. And, like, my, my best friend from uh, element. No, not elementary, middle and high school, works at our old middle school now. Oh, She's wow. an art teacher, so oh. she kind of lets me know when people pass on. But... <laughs> um Yeah, it was always the teachers that like got my jokes or thought that I didn't tell me to shut up. You know, like you know that were like, and it was mostly my English teachers. I feel like because I was better at that. Yeah,
1: also English teachers are a specific type. Oh yeah, I had
0: the most. I had like I had this one woman, Mrs. Warm, and she just Mrs. Warm. She literally just talked like this, and she had a (laughs) swooped bang that went across, (laughs) and she was so fun. I mean, she was just. I was like now I'd be like, You're on pills.
3: But back then I was like, <laughs> I was like, she's so chill. Was her real name Mrs. Worm? Mrs. Warm. Yes wow. is, warm. is it is is weird warm. that I still want my high school teachers to be proud of me <laughs>
4: <laughs> no but like, I want you to know they are
3: like guys they are. I have a history podcast and I'm honestly contemplating emailing a link to, to my AP Euro teacher <laughs> you <have to. laughs> are you proud of me can I get extra credit you I'm have. 26
4: but I really like this I just did a film podcast and we and like my friend it was the two of us were both film majors sent it to our film professor in college <laughs> <laughs> and then he literally posted it on Facebook Uh-oh. and then she, she was like Scott posted us and so like we still had that reinforcement of like, did we talk properly? Yeah. studies? <laughs> I
0: had a teacher in high school who was who was mean, but she was my French teacher, and she like like I remember when it was time for the AP test, she was like, Kara, I don't know if you're ready for this," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," but I like, took it and I did fine, and um. <laughs> She would like she scared me and she was really mean. But then like later when I I moved to Italy after college and like got very into Italian, I I like speak you moved Italian to and everything after college. Yeah, to like teach English and like have fun. <laughs> and, um, and I like, but I got very into learning a language where you had to like. So I was very immersed in Italian, and so I would like actually email with her about like because I was like I was never this into French because I had to learn French, but yeah. now I'm into Italian because I'm meeting guys with it, you know. <laughs> and so like I actually kept up with her for like a while. Over email, I even though that. she was like the scariest teacher when I had her because she was like, she was good, even. You know, like other teachers, like, even though they're mean, she was good. She yeah. Was a good mm-hmm. teacher. yeah. 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 So,
1: yeah. I think a lot about, um, I was just thinking about like education and how much we pay teachers and how important they were to us and how like, oh. I just, I think teachers out of all of the professions in the whole world, except for maybe nurses, um, are the people who are paid the least in proportion to their impact on people's yeah. lives. Mm. And it really, it uh, really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. My sister's a teacher in Manhattan on the
0: Upper East Side and New York teachers do okay, but like, it's still not it's, enough it's for what like,
4: she does. It's like, okay, but then you realize they live in New York. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and,
0: and my sister, like, is like every girl at her school basically that gets pregnant just like doesn't go back because oh. it's there's just like no like financially, like it doesn't make sense to pay for childcare. Yeah. When yeah. Not, like that's what you're and but she's like for she's with someone now, but for a while she was single and she was like, I guess I just like never get to retire because I don't have a husband. Like it's just like a weird Ugh. or you know, never yeah. get to like have a non. Crappy apartment or whatever. Right, exactly. you know? In order yeah. to be
1: a teacher in a lot of urban areas and in a lot of schools now, you have to have advanced degrees, mm-hmm. which is something that is really uh, tough. Because in order to have an advanced degree, you have have to either pay for your education up front or take on a fuckload of debt and spend yeah. your whole life paying right. your debt. She does. Off. She has so much debt. Yeah.
3: Although you know what I do, because I went to a public high school, and so all the you know salary better government. All my high school teacher salaries are posted online. Um, And I want to say the ones that have been there make a lot more than I do (laughs) for a while pretty think, crazy sometimes. but you're 26 yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's fair <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i, I take it back <laughs> look they've been there for 26
1: years i'm 26 years old like, why aren't <laughs> we making the same amount of money like, these are pretty good salaries those are yeah those are like for teachers white house staffer salaries yeah for sure yeah, but
4: then it's like think about because i know i've had friends who are teachers taught for a while and then was like Fuck this! I'm going to law. She went to law school. She was like, I can't. But she would literally. She bought her students' laptops. She had to buy supplies. Oh. She has like a. She had a donors choose page, and my mom would in essence like she. My mom like gave her money one year and was like, and her donors choose was like literally just I need supplies for these kids. Yeah. And so you know you make X, Y, or Z salary. And then you have to spend ten percent of it more on like the stuff you need to do your job. Mm-hmm. It is I mean crazy. Are you kidding me? my
1: sister's a teacher too. and my mom's a high school principal, and my uncle's a teacher, and my aunt's a t- I have a lot of teachers in my family. And depending on where you are, I mean, there's some places, rare places, shrinking places where teachers are supported enough and they're given enough school supplies and stuff. But most urban areas, especially their teachers are kind of on their own. Yeah. And it's really um, I don't know. I think it really like set. First of all, the teachers are set up to fail. Yeah. Um, The teachers are set up to sort of be tethered to their jobs forever or to quit and then have to take a high paying job that's soulless if they can transfer their skills into that mm-hmm. and then also the kids that they're teaching are being told that they have to in order to succeed go through this like super expensive path and i think that you know we're talking about going to college we're talking about high school and um, in a lot of places
4: college is not financially accessible for people no. and i mean even as simple as like you know and i know now they do have certain um you know, grants and stuff, but even just the pay to pay to submit applications. Yeah. You yes. know, I mean, and also just the schools, because I worked, I was a sign language interpreter for a high school student in New York um, and she was a 20 year old junior. Mm-hmm. So that already tells you how mm-hmm. her education has gone up yeah. to this point. And so I was in classes with her and as as I was taught, And as is common, common like belief is as an interpreter, my job is to convey information, period. So if your teacher is teaching something, I'm conveying that. I was in classes with her where they were like, here's this assignment, teach her to do it. Like she was doing her own stuff and it would be like worksheets and then it would be on me to try to teach her. And I was like, honey, I can't teach. You're not a tutor. Exactly. I I can't teach math. I can't teach this. And she was in remedial classes. But what I noticed, too, you know, the other students in the classes, the extent to which it was like, oh, you're not going to college, so we're not even going to have that conversation. And there was, like, one girl, and I remember talking to one little black girl who was in these, like, it was a couple remedial classes, but she was, like, still smart, and she was, like, into it. And she was, like, I don't know. And she said, we were talking, so she's like, I don't know if I want to go to college because I feel like it's going to be too much homework or something. And I, like, literally was like... The thing about college is you'll get to do homework and stuff you like. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, you may have a couple of requirements, but I literally was like sitting here trying to have like a come to Jesus, Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> moment with this girl. I was like... Did you turn hey, your chair around backwards? <laughs> exactly. I was like, real tall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. Poetry of Shakespeare. But um, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, I just like really like... But it was so crazy to see this school where they just kind of assume these students like it was not going to happen for them. And then if no one's telling you that it's going to happen for you, <sighs> why are you even going to...
2: Yeah, you know,
4: like how would you push any further? People rise or fall mm. to like what's expected of them for yeah. sure,
1: and also what they're handed. I mean, I think about some like chuckle fucks, like uh, <laughs> like the Trump kids, and yeah. how like if they were born in with that level of intelligence and uh, looks, and no money. yeah, and chin, if they were born with that, <laughs> that, level, of that level of chin into a poor family yep. in Appalachia, yep. like where would they be? Like if you're a wealthy child, you have to work to move down in class because everything is there to like— keep prop you yeah, up bolster yeah. you like you get into pen even despite the fact that your head is essentially just a brain stem you, <laughs> like you you get you know bailed you'll get, up.
4: you'll get internships you'll get into good people even yeah. if you don't care about you'll, what you're inter- you get a cushy job at your dad's company
1: right
0: exactly oh yeah i mean i just started watching succession last night you guys oh my god
4: i can't even <laughs> <laughs> I this
1: hey, whole story, story i'm going about. to need to consult with you later because it, i'm about to start it and i'm like so <laughs> excited um but that's i mean that's the thing and and poor kids have to work—I think rich kids have to work equally hard to work down <laughs> as poor kids have to work to work up because yeah. it's so entrenched. And I think the education system is one way in which these things are just kind of beaten into kids' brains. Like, you are a failure. You're not going to go to college. You're going to live here forever And or you are a success. You're going to go to college. You're going to live here forever. And that just seems like it's sort of one of the like mini tragedies in America right now, especially Mm -hmm.
4: because, you know, we say college and I think it's important, even though we I'm assuming went to like private colleges, liberal arts, like we also have to make sure like when we say college, it doesn't have to be that. It could be community Community college, college. it could be associate's degree. And like, I think people don't even want to include that in the conversation Mm -hmm. or certainly people who would be categorized as elite, you know, they wouldn't think of that. But it's like, no, there are all these ways to Mm -hmm. get the tools you need to have, you know, the job. You know that will that will allow you to live comfortably, but even yeah. then, it's like the system
3: is biased in favor of like yeah.
4: you. Went, you go to an
3: elite college, like that name opens doors, and then the connections you make like helps there. It's like every step of the way reinforces kind of what Aaron's talking about. That like if you were born in a certain class and privilege, like every new step continues to bolster that up even mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's like like Naomi was saying. I think that the path to getting an education is not just going to a traditional four-year college. Like, you can, you know, take a couple years off from college and work, which is what—if I could go back, I totally would have yeah. done that. Mm-hmm. I would, Everyone should. I would have done, like, Peace Corps for two years. Totally. And then Something like, yeah. come back slightly more worldly than the 17-year-old shithead I was. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there's that. There's also, like, apprenticeships. There's also learning a skill. Yeah. There's also, like—and— I another thing that I think that people kind of lose track of is that education is kind of you have a unique experience when you go to college to get a specific type of education with some of the smartest people in the world. And that's great. And that's nothing to be minimized. But if you miss out on that or if you weren't ready for that or if you squandered that, it's still there for you, especially now. Like there's classes you can take online, not like University of Phoenix style stuff, Mm -hmm. but like actual the great courses is great. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. great courses, stuff you can watch like lectures. Your education can continue even if you don't do
4: the traditional thing or you didn't do the traditional thing. You can still like think, teach yourself to think. But I do think one of the things I'm like, I think college, like when I'm ranting about the state of our world, you know, I think college should be free. And I think there is something you get, I think, especially in this age of increased racism and sexism, there is something you get about being taken out of your house and being forced to live with other people, mm-hmm. people who you would never interact with otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, and not. I mean, like, look, look, you get to college, people, you find your tribe, which usually people like you. But there is something about sitting in a room and having to hear somebody else's opinions mm-hmm. and like learn how to communicate effectively with someone different than you. I feel like a lot of racism will be cut in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you just had to go, you know, first of all, leave the country mm mm-hmm. preferably, oh, yeah. some, preferably somewhere that didn't speak english go to another country and see what they're saying about us yeah yeah and <laughs> also just like learning the universal you know what i mean if you go someplace where they don't speak english and you have to get by mm-hmm. you gonna learn like we're all human real yeah fucking yeah yeah. Quick. yeah did you, you read know?
3: do you remember that shitty op-ed about how like required reading is like liberal propaganda because it's like they're having kids read books about like Other perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, that's—I don't— It's like, oh, they're reading books by people of color and minorities and stories about different experiences, liberal propaganda. And it's like, shouldn't college be exactly about that? Right. Learning different perspectives? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think think that's an important point, putting yourself up— like alongside people that you never would have normally hung out with or encountered in your day to day life is is super important because it gives you empathy. Travel also, like mm-hmm. holy shit, you go to another country where people don't speak English and you're in a you're in a space that isn't necessarily designated for tourists. You will find uh, I've found that people, if you are a polite, decent human being and you put in a good faith effort to to not be an asshole, that people are generally good and kind Mm -hmm. yeah i have found that and i don't know if everybody i've known not everybody has found that but i think that that's an important lesson to learn is like oh you guys are just like me and also in many ways nicer (laughs) and and the thing,
3: america isn't the center of the universe is like a important fundamental thing yeah i just remember when i was in italy on my semester abroad
0: and was like I, i heard these people talking at a bar and i was like oh you guys are american too and they were like we're Canadian. <laughs> they were so offended. And I was like, why would that be bad to be American?
1: And then I was like, oh, I just don't know anything Did about politics. Did they apologize yet. first? Because nope. if not, they're not Canadian. <laughs> that is a tell. They are Americans pretending to be Canadian. Um, okay. Uh, let's uh, wrap this conversation up because we have to take a break. But let's say a piece of advice that you would give your younger self going into either high school or college. Mm. Here's my, here's mine. And I've and I've tweeted this to this effect. But in college, this is what I wish I would have done. Go to every class. Yeah. yeah. Do not ever skip class unless you're contagious. Don't <laughs> don't yeah. skip class. Go to every class and uh, do all the reading. Do do everything that the class that like your number one job in college is to do all the stuff in class. And then when you have extra time, do the extra stuff. And I know that would have made me like have a lot less fun in college, but I don't think I, I think I could have gotten away with having like Fifty percent as much fun as I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like the exact same. I'm like, if
0: I had, I had an okay average, and if I had actually done anything, <laughs> I would have been a really good student in college. <laughs> um, I, but in I, for a, if I could go back and like tell my high school self something, I would probably be like, the SATs not that big of a deal. <laughs> I, it like made me so anxious that tests. Mm-hmm. I maybe because I don't like taking tests or whatever. Um, but also not to get so caught up in. the I'm from a town where like they publish all the. College colleges in the town paper what? where everybody Whoa. goes and it's just like my mom was so caught up in me going to like a top 20 school or whatever yeah. and like I would just I'm definitely as a new mom like not saying any <laughs> of that to my daughter I'm going to be like we're going in state baby <laughs> um but like yeah just like don't none of that the yeah. elite the whole elite college thing is just not it feels like it's like a farce. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's also
1: like, more for the parents than the kids. Right. It
0: yeah. was like it was for my like, mom. See, yeah.
1: I was a good parent. See, my kid got in here. Yeah. My yeah. dad has a
0: bumper sticker of every single one of our colleges. I'm one of six kids. There's a lot of bumper <laughs> stickers on the car, and it's it's the grossest thing. He to doesn't me, take he them off around. when you
3: graduate oh, no, ceremony. They're on,
0: and he got a new car, and
1: they're on
3: there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Dana, any advice for you? younger? I just herself?
3: want to piggyback on yours, Aaron, which is just like learn the material, not because you want to like check a box or take the class, sorry, I'm about to sneeze, but just learn the material for its own sake.
1: Okay. You bless know, you. Bless you. did you. You. <laughs> you did it.
4: You did it. Um, I, it's interesting. There are a couple things. College, I would say like, or really both, but I think maybe it feels a little easier in college because you're leaving. Do something that scares you. Like, find that, like, make sure that you just don't kind of extend high school and, like, hang out Mm. with the same kind of people Mm. and do the same kind of thing. I know for me it was like doing comedy for the first time, you know, or like I'd always wanted to do theater. And I just, like, threw myself into that once I got there. And it felt like I'm in a new place. I can do that. But then for high school, too, I would say—and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it would have helped me to keep this in mind. Even the mean girls are hurting, Oh, that's I so think, empathetic. I spent. I think I spent. You know, so much time, especially because they were rich and they were skinny and they were white, being like, you know, I'm the shit, or like, meaning a piece of shit, and like they're, you know, and like they've got it all figured out, or like they're somehow, they have a right to be mean. They are mm-hmm. somehow doing something better. That means they get to look down on everybody, and it's like when we look back and like especially when we all talk now as adults, it's like everybody hurting over something. Mm-hmm. And high school was hard for everybody. Yeah, even and then you the like look at their one.
0: Instagrams and they like stopped
4: working right. you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding no but it's not true it's like, or it's like you're so obsessed with like filter and appearance and yeah. staying skinny or staying whatever it's like do they reach out to you now and are like hey oh, oh, yeah. absolutely uh, not a little bit of that happened on ah. Facebook and I was like no thank you because <laughs> I'm still bitter um, but, but if I girl I was like they're hurting you yeah, know yeah, what I mean like meaning totally. like, we all got our shit everyone has something everyone's got something yeah. so like let, don't trip when they treat you bad, right? Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Oh. You know, it's like that. Now
1: Oprah? Now who's Oprah? Now <laughs> who's Oprah? <laughs> We're just passing the Oprah ball around today. <laughs> I'll be Jewish Oprah. Yes. <laughs> We've got two Jewish Oprahs. Yeah. O- oh. Oprah?
3: O- that's,
1: that's the plural. Okay. That's all the time we have for this conversation about high school, college, back to school time. But we will be back with the hills that we'll die on. Okay, we're back. We're at the part of the show where we get really uh, intense about things that intensely don't matter. (laughs) It's the hills we'll die on. Let's get started with a listener hill.
3: Hey, hysteria ladies. So here's the hill that I will die on. If you pay for something
2: in cash... When you get the change back, you should always get the coins back first. You hold them in your hand. Yes. Instead, when they give you the bills first and then the coins, the coins just slide around everywhere and you can't put them in the right place. Yes. (laughs) That's a great help. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. This is my heart. is so good. It is so because I have I I like also am very cognizant of inconveniencing people. And so if there's people behind me in line, I'm very quickly just throwing my shit to get out of the way. Which I feel like I'm one of the only courteous people.
3: Conspiracy in theory. Mind. Do they do that? So then you just dump it into the tip jar?
1: Oh, I don't oh, know. Maybe. But at the grocery store, they do that. Oof,
0: That's shoot. why I kind of like those little um, slides that the oh, change yeah. goes yeah. down. Love those. Because I like like, get the
1: change at my leisure. Also, the, the, coin, <laughs> the coins are having a great time. Yeah. The coins are just having oh, fun. I get to go thing for them. But yeah, I like, I'll go into my, like every time I take my pants off, because you know, every time I take my pants off, if I've been out during the day or whatever, there'll be a wad of cash with like three pennies and a dime inside of it. And it's just, yeah, I completely agree. I don't pay in cash a lot anymore. Oh, see, I don't like my transactions tracked.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! I, I'm I, I was
4: gonna say I think I've had ten dollars in my wallet for the past thirty days. I, <laughs> wow. I don't use cash yeah. for anything. I like I like when I use cash. It makes me feel free. If that makes any sense, like <laughs> yeah. I've done it and I've paid it. I don't have to keep track of a damn receipt. The yeah. money is gone. It's gone. I know it's you know what I mean. I don't have to settle up with a credit card. <laughs> yeah, it just feels very like. We did it. I'm a woman on the go. (laughs) I just love
3: points.
1: (laughs) Points are fun. Points are fun. Okay. I'm going to do my hill. So it starts with a story. First of all. Okay. (laughs) So um, in my building, I have a neighbor. We don't share a wall, but we are like, my door is on one face of a corner and his is on the other. And the other day, as I was leaving my apartment, I hear this like cartoon voice like, like singing outside of my door and I open it and it's my neighbor and he looks at me like a deer in headlights and he goes, I'm so sorry. I was I have a cat at home and I was pr- getting ready to sing to her. <laughs> <laughs> he was singing to his cat on his way up the stairs into his apartment. Oh, and Oh, warming I- up. So yeah. Doesn't want that cat to get a flat note. There's more warm-up. Yeah. And it was like this very I mean, everybody has like, if you have a pet, you have like a cartoon voice that you use and you yeah. like sing different totally. songs to it. And uh anyway, I found that incredibly endearing. <laughs> and here's my hill. I think that if you get caught singing to your pet, <laughs> you shouldn't apologize. <laughs> you should just be like, I got a cat singing, and be totally unapologetic about it. Own your truth. Yes. Yeah. Live your best life. That's the hill I'll die on.
3: This,
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay, Dana. Do you want to go?
3: Yeah, mine is also. It was inspired. I thought of a new one as we were talking about change and money. In England, they do a lot of contactless. Uh, paying, mm-hmm. and they don't have it in America because people are scared that like it'll get stolen somehow. Like I think that like America's big on like uh, security theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: um, theater exactly. Theater where yeah. like it
3: doesn't make a difference. It's like taking your shoes off at airports. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Right. But they want us to so contactless. It it's not you know no hackers are going to be like I'm in. But it's like Americans. I think they figured out like don't feel as safe with it. But I will say being able to pay contactless in the UK is the most convenient thing in the world. And my hell I'll die on is bring it to America because I don't care if you feel like it's a little scary because it's not. And it works. And it's amazing. Hmm. It'll okay. come. It'll come. Texting was big in Europe before it was yeah. here. And I was like, people are never going to type
4: messages to each other on the phone.
0: <laughs> and then look at us now. <laughs> I'm only like, way. do not ever
3: call me. Exactly. Why are you calling? me? Literally someone
4: called me. I'm like, who died I will if say, I get a phone call? If
3: you have a British, if you have a friend who's British, be like, we don't have contactless payment here. And they'll be like, What? Yeah. I, mean, I thought America was sophisticated. I mean, essentially, you're
0: talking about, like, Apple Pay, right? Yeah. Except,
3: like, two places For take everything. Apple Pay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, yeah. with credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, I can die on that hill with you. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a thing that I didn't know I wanted, but now I guess I do. You just tap a credit card. Yeah. No, it's I, don't,
0: I don't want to. Sounds great.
1: It's like entering the subway. <laughs> I don't
0: want to. I don't, I don't want it. to. <laughs> I love you. It's coming. <laughs> All right, Uh Karen, do you I want to go? do I can do my hill. Okay, so um, we started off this conversation talking about my baby's Instagram, okay? <laughs> and um, I want to tell you that, look, I'm not proud of myself for having an Instagram for my baby, um, but it is private, and uh, I I only, the, my daughter only follows me, my husband, like my, a couple of my siblings, and other babies. That's it. Okay? Other babies! Like, and sure. she has a lot of followers, but no, uh, she's not following you back if you yeah, follow her, yeah. because like... She's a baby i I don't also want to make like decisions for her, but I'm like, you gotta follow me you know <laughs> um I need the numbers and uh, so I have I know some people who have Instagrams for their babies and they comment as the baby oh. Oh, and I don't think that should be I think that should be illegal um, I think you should receive jail time for it fully um, call PCS be, Like I and this honestly is an extension of like pre-Instagram I had a friend who used to write us emails in the voice <gasps> of her child no. like today I tried strawberries for the first time like upset. oh my god so upset and so, so upset. like when when your kid has an Instagram and is like posting stuff and is like like her kid will like my photos and be like I miss you Aunt Kara, or whatever and I'm like no <laughs> Wait, important
3: on your kid's Instagram though are the captions what
0: are the captions are also not in first person? Good. Or yes. in, yeah, they're not. In, they're all like very generic, like TGIF. Like they're not <laughs> like they're never like I'm working so hard on taking a poop right now. Like they're not in her voice because I don't want to like commandeer her voice yeah. like that's not what yeah. she has said and so I'm just like here's a photo here's like a kind of a pithy like caption yeah. if I can manage it it's mostly emojis what if the
3: caption is just her being like well catch a bit like whatever nonsense you do direct quotes but I do quotes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is something you'll know that's when yeah. she really said
0: it is yeah. cuz I put it in quotes but yeah i just think um sort of like people that what, like live in the social space using their children's like voices and images. It's cre- it's creepy to I'm me. And I don't like it. I'm
1: yeah, because I feel like if you do that to your kid, when you get old, your kid has every right to do that to you. If you're like old and younger, <laughs> yeah, and they're they like, be like, oh, grandma pooped <laughs> her diaper. Just had a delicious Jello.
4: <laughs> okay, <sighs> Naomi, bring us home. Okay, now I'm gonna. I, I feel like you know what? Don't at me. <laughs> OK, because I know y'all y'all be coming in hot with some thoughts. I want to hear it. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If I'm on a goddamn plane with you and you are a grown ass adult and it's not your first time on a plane, don't you open that fucking window to look at the clouds. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is too bright. It is too bright. If we're on a oh flight before God. 10 a.m., just assume I've been up since 6. Period. End of story. <laughs> I want to take a damn nap. You want to come in here and look at the majesty of the sky for four hours and 45 minutes? No. Even on an afternoon flight if the flight's no, no, at no. 1 p.m.? No, I still don't like it. But you know what? Fair game. Yeah. Live your life. Okay. But when we coming through at 9 a.m. on American Airlines flight and your gray-haired ass <laughs> want to look out at the goddamn clouds. No. That is... It is a flooding light. Yes. It is a flooding light. It's headache-inducing. It is intense. And we're like in that enclosed space. And it kills me. It's not your birthday. <laughs> it kills me. The air it... marshal should take them away. Isn't that what the air marshal's <laughs> for? Yeah, for? Yeah, the air marshal there for? You've you've hijacked my entire experience. Yeah. And I not like, look, look, okay, look, I get it. Majestic, beautiful. Ooh, we're up high. I also don't want to think about the fact that we're up high. For me, part of like being on a plane is like. Shutting it out. Yep, shutting it out. <laughs> like, don't think about how high we are. Don't think about how dangerous it is. Don't think about how the pilot might be asleep. <laughs> like, and, like So it's like, don't show me the clouds. Don't show me the wing of the plane. And I just, I swear, I just need you to close it. Look at it for a second to just confirm that yes, you are in the air. (laughs) And then close (laughs) that window.
0: Okay. I am like a thousand percent with you. I Thank truly you. death stare anybody who does a window <laughs> open. Honestly, I'm even saying those afternoon flights. Keep them shut the
3: whole time.
1: I've um I've done the like nice white lady, like, excuse me. <laughs> I've done that to people before, especially like I've been in the middle seat and, you know, there'll be like somebody. Oh, one time I had somebody with the window open sleeping. Oh, And no. I was like, I, I woke them up. I was like, excuse me, if you're going to, can you just shut that? It's like, I, I get migraines. I don't get migraines. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah. Don't my I, my I, I don't I'm <laughs> allergic <laughs> to clouds.
0: Um, are, are you ever like in that with that window that goes in between oh, you and another one? I'm oh. always like, Me like too. I <laughs> shut that thing Me right away. Too. And I'm like, I planted a flag here. That is my window. Even though it is <laughs> yeah. between both yeah, of us. I will reach my arm back yeah. just to can show that I'm in control yeah. of that window. Assert dominance. <laughs> shut that window. dude.
4: To, too bright. It was funny that I was on a plane once where like. These two, like, young English women, there was, like, an older woman, and she was, it was a two-seater, but she had no one next to her. She wasn't in the window seat, but no one was there. She opened up the window. These girls went off. They were like, close that window, I'm like yelling at her. And then she was the woman of rightly so. I get what she was like, no. And like thing is like, meaning like don't yell at me and like try to bully me into right, doing it. Like, right. But then at some point the stewardess had to come uh. in and then I got a cookie because I was a bystander to the whole oh. thing. <laughs> because she was literally because then the ladies were like, It is too bright. But then I was like, it is. Like if it's like a nine a.m. flight, I've been up since five thirty, I am like literally I'm just shuffling along until I can lay down again yeah, yeah well, I until I like can sit Aaron's
1: strategy is the smartest one you have to be like oh I'm so I sorry excuse me I have an affliction I get my affliction <laughs> weaponize your tears yeah that's my I'm black and don't work that way
4: <laughs> they'll be like she's off the rails get her off the plane she couldn't possibly be a doctor <laughs> 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 remember when that happened oh my god, <laughs> god. oh my
1: gosh Ugh. that makes me want to jump into the ocean sorry to bum us out to close us <laughs> out <laughs>
3: Um, and racism is a there <laughs> that we'll never escape from.
1: In conclusion, the fabric upon which the company was built <laughs> yeah. is racist. and ba- it's, this, uh, this country is based on stealing land and stealing labor. All right. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> great, um, <to> <laughs> great to see you. Great to see you. Let's talk about the cool projects you guys are doing. Dana, you're hosting Noble Blood.
3: Yeah, I host this history podcast called Noble Blood uh, and new episodes every other Tuesday, but a really good one this Tuesday about white people stealing land. Oh, cool! Fun. I literally just told my husband about your podcast. Oh my
4: this looks like you would love it. He's he's a huge history. I project. hope he
1: does. Yeah. Um, Naomi, you have a cool podcast as well.
4: Oh, yes, couples therapy, Kara Clay oh, has done I've it. I've been on it. I've been on it. Um <laughs> and you've been on it. My God, it's all happening. Um in <laughs> on the podcast, we have comics who are close to sets together about their relationship. And then we also have people like you, Erin, come in and answer relationship questions. Yeah. And you came in full Wopra Real death Thank
2: you.
1: Um, so you can do that. And uh Kara, what are you working on? I just
0: Finished um, work writing on RuPaul's Drag Race, so I Woo! have been out that's of the, the stand-up game for a minute. But I am back in now because my job ended yesterday. Ooh. So I, um, I have a show every Thursday in West Hollywood called Better Half that I run with my Better Half, my husband. I, well, I'm the Better Half. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's at eight on th- every Thursday in West Hollywood, and I'm on the social media and all that stuff if mm-hmm. you want to. I have a comedy album out also that's called <gasps> yes. um, Undefeated. Oh, the cover of it is, is so good. Thank you. Sweet
1: Valley High. Thank you. It was you very hard so to great. very
0: hard to wrangle the original artist who
1: was quite <laughs> old. <laughs> Those are dying breath. Yeah. that drew the art on your comedy album. Kara um, Clank, thank you so much for stopping by. Dana and Naomi, thank you so much for coming by and thank thanks you. to Alyssa Master Monaco for calling in. There'll be more hysteria next week. <laughs> Hysteria is a product of Crooked Media. Caroline Rustin is our producer, our editor is Sarah Barrett, and Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Thanks to our digital team, Nadina Malkonian and Elijah Cohn, for production support each week.